Hi, Homo Sapiens. Today we're talking about Harry and the Hendersons. It's that film your parents rented at Blockbuster by accident once and everyone ended up loving it. It stars John Lithgow and Sasquatch. Now I know what you're thinking. Why would we, bad science, the pinnacle of all scientific thought, the nexus of intellectual rigor, the undisputed authority on all- Ethan, focus. Right, sorry. Point is, we're not just doing a show about cryptozoological man-apes. We're getting into evolution, okay? Lineage. And yeah, Bigfoot too, okay? So what? I'm curious. Full disclosure, I know it's real, okay? I saw Sasquatch once in the woods. Ethan, we've been over this. You did it. I don't know, man. Look at the shadow in this picture again, okay? Because it's very clearly a goat. Oh, yeah, it does look like a goat. That's true. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science, or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi everyone, welcome to Bad Science. I am your humble host as always, Ethan Edinburgh, and I'm very excited about this episode. We have a real silly movie to talk about with some real science to also discuss. With me is Kasim G. He is the host of Backseat Comics and a million brilliant YouTube videos. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, thanks for having me, Ethan. Great to be here. One of my favorite subjects is Bigfoot. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm a self-proclaimed expert because (laughs) I've realized everyone who says they're an expert in this field is also self-proclaimed, so I have self-proclaimed myself. Yeah, that's true. They sound crazy when they say that stuff, but you sound very just, you know, calm and... Nope, definitely crazy. (laughs) Okay, I was wrong. Definitely crazy. Joining us to hopefully school us, a non-self-proclaimed expert, a a (laughs) legitimate expert, Natalia Reagan is here. She's an anthropologist and a comedian, and she's one of the hosts of Star Talk All-Stars podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. a pleasure to have an all-star. And I definitely wouldn't call myself a Bigfoot expert, especially because I am skeptical as can be. I'm a Scully in this, you know, mm. if you're an X-Files fan, I, I remain Scully on this issue. And so we're kind of both Mulder, or how does that... Yeah, I'd be the cigarette-smoking man, even though I quit a year ago. Oh, congratulations. I had a crush on him you. as a child. I still don't understand how huh. or why, but that, that's neither here nor there. Uh, there was know. a quiet confidence about there it. There was. It was a stillness in his <laughs> eyes that just really <laughs> roped me in. I feel the same way about you, Kasim. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie for a second first. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Um, I had not seen this film. I had not heard of this film. You're welcome. This was new to me. Uh, thank you both. <laughs> so, and and I've the look on Casim's face is very shocked. This is unbelievable. You've never seen this movie or even heard of it. Yeah. Well, now I've seen it, and of course I'm I'm aware of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, before I was not, and uh, was looked at uh, like you just looked at me many times mm-hmm. um, when I made the <laughs> announcement to the office here. Um, but anyways, I did really like the movie and yeah. thought it was really fun, and I probably would have loved it a lot more had I been a child when I saw it, but right. I still had a good time. Mm-hmm. That's that's all that matters, really, honestly. I always felt like it was the next thing I would have believed in, because I think I believe in aliens, which I consider science fiction for Absolutely. now. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, the fact that you know people will then ask you, well, what about Bigfoot? I'm like I'm a little I'm much more skeptical on it. Although okay. I do feel like there is a lot of that. I've been in the yeah. Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. there is just there's a lot of trees, guys. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of trees. You up don't there. know what's in there. A lot yeah. of hide and go seek spots. But you know, an yeah. interesting theory is some Bigfooters, some Squatchers, actually believe that Bigfoot is an alien and moves between dimensions. And that, Whoa. my friends, is why we have not found one. I it's love because that. they just shoop, like you know, as soon as they feel someone hot in their trail, they're like, oh, "I'm going to go to the next dimension." Excuse yeah. me, pardon me. Boom. Whoa. Um, I've, I, I've heard this theory, yeah. and um, I and I don't, 
I originally thought Ancient Aliens was striving for content in their 12th season, and then they decided to do an Ancient Aliens Bigfoot crossover episode. But there seems to be a group of people that think that they were brought here by aliens. Mm. Wow. I yeah. really love this. I had not heard this theory, yeah. and I think it's great. <laughs> Solely for the purpose to affect our late '80s creature mm-hmm. family movies. Well, yeah. the, I, and I, I, the funny thing is, like the, this, this theory, this, um, the myth of Bigfoot or big ape men is not uh, unique to the United States. It's all over the world. Mm-hmm. There's oh. them in Australia. Uh, there's the Yowie in Australia. You've got Yeti, of course, in mm-hmm. the, the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the Himalayas is some of these Himalayas. pretentious guys. Say. I'm uh, the Himalayas. I've seen the Yeti there. Tell a lot about where you went to school or what kind of person you are, but how you pronounce that mountain range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Himalayas. Yes, Himalayas. <laughs> or the Abominable Snowman or Abdominal Snowman, as I was for Halloween once. <laughs> I just had, you know, nice sweet abs. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, myths of surrounding this giant ape creature. And, and of course, you've got, you know, King Kong. In fact, one of the mm-hmm. reasons I became a primatologist was recurring King Kong nightmares. Um, wow. So there's this idea, this sort of obsession with something recurring. that's recurring. They still get them. Whoa. I still get so them. So wait a minute, are you the like damsel in distress? And yeah, are you in the dream? hand? I usually get eaten every time. Whoa. Yeah, you it's, wake it's up dark. immediately? It's very dark. What's he eat first? Uh, well, usually uh, my mom or my brother. It's it's wow. it's like my family, so it's like family unit stuff. But the first time I actually was able to knock down or be able to sort of get past this sort of fear of King Kong was I was about eight and I taught myself how to lucid dream. And so I would hear what happens is I would hear the footsteps in the distance and usually he'd come rip off the roof of my house and eat my family one by one and get to me and eat me. But this one night I remember like really trying hard. I didn't even know that lucid dreaming was a thing because I was a kid and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make him, you know, I'm gonna beat this beast. And um, by the time I opened the door, you know, the footsteps had gotten quieter and it was an orangutan and it hugged me. Oh. <laughs> and after that, the, the fear, I still get them. I still get these crappy uh, dreams and I don't always, I'm not always able to shrink him down into a, a lovable, um, you know, red ape. But, you wow. know, when I can, I do it. I feel like you kick it. took a total like 180. You turn your nightmare into such an adorable dream. Yeah, my dream. I know. It's kind of a weird... Uh, well, the funny thing is I saw... This gives away my age. I saw Harry, Hen- the Her- Harry and the Hendersons in the movie theater mm. at like, Lucky. Eight, eight years old. I know, right? You're you had 79? to watch it. I'm 862 years old, <laughs> guys. Wow. I know. Um, well, you look great. Thanks. Yeah, you, know, you look it's not a lost day over of, 400. Yeah, lots of uh, <laughs> coconut oil. I just bathe myself in it daily and, and blood of virgins, which is hard to come by in Los Expensive. Angeles. Oh, I got, a, I got a blood virgin guy. Oh, really? You do? Okay. Well, they work at the, the NICU, obviously. I got a guy. Okay, okay. We'll get that information out there uh, when we do the plug section at the end. Yeah, good. You could use the biz. <laughs> yeah, virgin blood guy of, of yours. Um, so, basic thoughts on the on the film? You guys enjoy the movie? Yeah, I. you know, I really enjoyed the movie. I, you know, I, I have some gripes as a um, self-proclaimed expert on, on Bigfoot mm-hmm. because I've watched, you know, I want to say over 20 videos on YouTube about oh, the Oh, whoa, you, wow, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, the humanizing of Bigfoot is, you know, if you're going to go out there, and there are shows like Finding Bigfoot and all these shows that have kind of led to an increase of people going squatching. Right. That's what we say. We go squatching. squatching. Mm-hmm. I've gone squatching. What if you're going to play squash? Well, well, that would be squashing. But okay, if you were to play one while squatching, it'd be squash squatching. Ah, mm, got yes. it. So I'm glad we're getting the no, scientific I'm glad, yeah, terminology here. Yeah, thank you. Here. Let me write this down. Um, <laughs> the the 
the friendliness of the the actual animal i think is what we hope as like people as human beings i think we have this urge to want to have to domesticate and like right. make anything bigger bigger than us bow down to us i mean i think we've done that successfully right with dogs and cats and stuff domestication yeah, yeah. yeah. we there took cats a wolf and clearly we... are not fully domesticated yeah okay. sure. there's some big yeah. cats and i think sharks are next yeah, a tiny, big, a cute, great, great white, big, cute little sharks. Cute little sharks. My, my pet bull shark. But uh, you know, in reality, and I think you see it in the beginning of the movie, um, we're the monsters. We we kill. <laughs> they try. They almost kill Harry twice in the beginning of this movie. Right. They yeah. run him over once. Right. And then that they was sh- an accident, which was a total accident. Sure. Meanwhile, Ernie, the son in the car, is yelling, "Kill him! Kill him! Kill him!" Yeah. The son uh, nails at one point to shoot him in the face. The right. S- the son is low key psychopath. Yeah. yeah. No. He that that kid is going to grow up to kill many people. Um, most of which are probably going to be women, and it's going to be awful. Like he's the kid that's yeah. going to kill like animals. In their the backyard. Skin. Yeah, he will he will yeah. lotion in the basket. That Ernie is uh-huh. a bad boy, yeah. bad kid. Hopefully he's in jail. Uh I, yes. If not, Whoever um, the actor look is. out. Right. <laughs> I'll look that up. Uh, you, Brett, can you make sure you see if he's in jail? <laughs> yeah. Um and then they and then they strap him to the roof because they're they get greedy. They're like, right. Well, we can exploit we We're can exploit this, we can shows. sell them. Yeah. Which is I do think is a realistic plot point. I think if we if somebody were to be like, Well, we found one, we just haven't caught him yet. Yeah. We would go into a frenzy, much like that town, that Seattle-based town would go into, 100%. and everyone would be clamoring to be the first to kill Bigfoot because you would be in the, you'd be the guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You'd absolutely. be the legend that killed the legend. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a little bit. It, it's interesting because there's two ways of looking at where, you know whether they were to capture him, and then they, of course, they were talking about, hey, we can keep him alive. Then it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we can sell him. He's a museum specimen. He's a, you know, we can sell him to a, a lab or a zoo, mm-hmm. and. Um, again, that, there's that line of whether he's more human-like or more ape-like. And I, I mean, as somebody who studies primates, and I would love to not see apes having to live in the zoos uh, in the future. I mean, I see that they definitely need to at this point. There is an actual need for them to be in a place that's safe, protected. Mm-hmm. It also um, allows for education. But if 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 Bigfoot or Sasquatch air, you know, is, is more on the side of, of humans in terms of our lineage, then you know, there's that ethical dilemma mm-hmm. of whether or not where where would he go or she go right um and also i mean as somebody who studies primates i always love to ask the question where like of course you know if there's only one where the rest and you know like how they what are their reproductive strategies you know how is he getting down yeah. i love how the daughter bigfoot daughter dick has knew, come up a lot well in my research i have actually done a podcast specifically on bigfoot's ween um <laughs> okay. i what? yeah no, okay, no no my theory my loose theory is we can just uh, diverge for a second warning just in case You've got a gentle soul. We're about to discuss genitals. So here we go. So my loose theory is that it's furry on the outside, fleshy pink part comes out of the middle, much like a dog's ween. Oh, okay, like a dog's ween. Because normal monkeys, it has to be able to like, you know, he's 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 walking Normal through monkeys. thickets and and brush, and uh, it's up against a lot that Mother Nature has to offer, and you just can't have a, a soft. Well, what do you think we evolved in? What do you think humans were doing? You know, our and you know yeah. our, our relatives. You know, my we foreskin's were... gone, but I, mean, I feel you... if I I'm was uh, in the woods, mm-hmm. the foreskin would be very beneficial to. It would have been this rugged, dry piece mm-hmm. of leather, mm-hmm. just protecting your sweet 
yeah. pink underskin. Good to know. <laughs> well, I did a I did a podcast specifically about this because I, I was asked when I was I was at HuffPost once and they asked me like, well, I mean, come on, like what what would Bigfoot's penis be like? Come on, you know, like, they're they're they're, 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 yeah, they, yeah. This is hard hitting news, you guys. Um, okay. I mean, granted, it was the weird news um, that asked me this, and so um, the weird news weird news reporters, mm. and so you know, a, a little known fact. Uh, Gorillas are not packing heat at all. It's not King Dong. It is like an inch and a half of gorilla man love. They don't have uh, large uh, phalluses. Humans, on the average, have you know they're the largest of the primates in terms of what they're if they got down there. And so if Harry, yeah, give each other a high five. Good, you you did it, guys. Good on you. Next time I see a monkey in a club. <laughs> Next time I see a monkey in the club, that's all I got. That's all, that, there's yeah. nothing else. That, you well, need to it, call me. Is it because? Because I need to go check that out. Is it because the smaller it is, the easier they can just like swing from tree to tree without getting hung up? You know, it's like sense. it's like wearing baggy clothing and trying to jump over a barbed wire fence. They don't have a prehensile wiener, no. Um, but with no, no, they they're not. Inc- entirely sure of, of why I mean like testy size also is very much de- you know it varies among the primates I know we, we no, talk no. about this stuff like this we, got to, we talk about ball ask. sack I was gonna ask that's why I started laughing well there is a scene in the movie where they do they do reference it the, the daughter. girl I yeah. know and I was like weird 15 year old daughter like yeah, yeah. talking about rules, yep rules totally were different it. it's a weird then. moment and then also made even weirder when the end when uh, little Ernie is uh, cuddling up with him on the floor <laughs> And uh, kind of just spoon and Bigfoot spooning him. Well, I, I've I've had to debunk so like I've had to debunk a few you know Bigfoot videos in the past, and the, one of the most famous one is the Patterson Gimlin one, where you see what is supposed to be Patty walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be female. Mm-hmm. It's grainy. It's old. You know what I'm talking about? Like the really old like 1960s. And it's female because, oh, oh, and yes, I want to yes. sound scientific about this. Because of her titties? Yeah, they say yeah she has okay. big tickle bitties. But the problem is, <laughs> if you look at breasts in non-human primates, in human primates, they're not smothered in hair. Like the the mammary glands or the, the, the breasts of human women, which are different from those of non-human apes and the fact that they have fat surrounding them. Mm. But the non-human uh, primates have, you know, they lactate. Um, there's not hair on them. You know, like the chest. In fact, I was going to mention that the chest of primates, usually like if you look at a gorilla's chest, they actually have, you can see their pecs. You can mm. see, you know, they have some hair, but it's not like, you know, Harry was just mm-hmm. Harry. Harry. And, um, but the idea of, of, you know, Patty, this famous uh, video of this, of this Sasquatch in the, you know, supposed Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest, um, her boobs are covered in hair. They're not, you know, moving. Like, and I'm sorry if, if you know, and, and also sure. she was clearly a mature Sasquatch if she was indeed a Sasquatch. And like, gravity exists, guys. Like, mm. unless she's visiting Victoria's Secret, like, there's going to be some pendulous, hairless moving boobies you know Mm, like they're gonna be mm, mm. flapping about so like I'd call BS on that sort of well that sucks because I bought uh, a foot cast of of the patty footprint from a doctor of anthropology at Idaho State University Dr. Jeff Meldrum Meldrum. for I want to say 20, 30, 40 dollars and it's in my room right now. Mm. It's a pretty good So what do price. I do? I go home, I look at it, and then I throw it against the wall, and I say they don't have hair on their boobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you use it as a TV tray. So she wasn't real. Yeah. 
Yeah. What What about the? What people make the argument about the gait of the creature and how? how oh, well, the, legs the locomotion. Bowed, so the locomotion. that's another. Yeah, the lo- locomotion's mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm. thing in primatology. So uh, a lot of the primate, uh, the squatchers that were on the show, I hosted a Bigfoot show called Ten Million Dollar Bigfoot Bounty. Yeah. Um, and you guys was, were trying to kill it. We were no God, and that was actually so. That was an interesting part about the movie is um, my concern when I hosted that show was like I didn't want I want to make sure nobody had firearms, nobody mm-hmm. was going to go out and try to kill something because mm-hmm. my thought was. I know that there's like a snowball's chance in hell that this thing exists. However, what if it did? Or mm-hmm. what if somebody got a hold of a gun and like was like, I think I see Bigfoot, and then shoots one of the contestants or one of the cameramen or a sure. sound guy or, you know, like a weed farmer because we were up in an area with lots of weed. I mean, kind of best case scenario, though, too, because then your show gets really famous. Yeah, it gets really famous and we get shut down you immediately. can't publicity like that. <laughs> that's, that's right. No news. What is it? No. no there's no news or there's good, good, Bad news. news is good news. <laughs> Bad news, news is good news. That's the that's same. also news, a thing. Blues and shoes and stuff. Okay. Um. Well, okay. So that brings up something that this uh, aforementioned Dr. Jeff Meldrum told me was mm-hmm. he said we should give a million dollars to the person that first shoots a Bigfoot. And the second person to shoot a Bigfoot, we should put in jail and fine a million dollars. Because the first one would be there to serve to protect the species, like in that snowball's chance that there's one out there. If we found him and it it, it made it public, everyone who was a hunter would want, I mean, if I was a hunter, I would want a taxidermied Bigfoot in my home. Yeah, sure. You're you kind know, of a jerk. It's good, good fun for the kids. I going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> good for the kids. But yeah, wouldn't that part. put, you'd be putting the species at risk if you did find it. Um, Are you also just anti-taxidermy? Oh, no, I love taxidermy, but okay. generally not like things that, I, I, I mean, I'm not a hunter. And that was the other interesting part of, again, the movie with the, the he was an avid hunter. And so yeah. that was an interesting John play yeah. with that because, uh, yeah, John Lithgow was an avid hunter. And he, I love how Bigfoot, you know, Harry had to bury everything. Um, right. But in terms of taxidermy, I'm just, I don't. I don't like to eat meat, but I don't care if other people do. If you hunt it and you eat it, like, by all means, taxidermy the crap out of it. Yeah. I just don't like hunting for sport. You know, like, I'm going right. to kill a lion and just put it in my living room or kill a Bigfoot. And, like, unless you're eating Bigfoot, like, come on, don't be a jerk. And sure. one, of, one of the interesting uh, – I remember I met this guy who said that he killed two big feet, Bigfoots, actually. That's <laughs> Was the, it that's, Rick Dyer? Oh, uh, no, it wasn't Rick Dyer. That With Hank. Do you remember Hank? Rick Dyer is just a, a known – Hoaxer. Hoaxer. Oh, yeah. And, and in our community, the Bigfoot community that yes, we share together, we're, he's, we're experts he's a, here. we nope. <laughs> we understand him. Any evidence that he puts forth online is just don't look at it, we don't bother, don't give this guy time of day. Calling That's this right. guy out right now, I love That's it. That's right, yeah. Rick Dyer, go to hell, buddy. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 don't, no, no, yeah. And we're all anti. No, thank uh, you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, thank <laughs> you very anti, much. We're uh, all anti hunting for sport here. Yeah. At, uh, at the podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless it was something really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's something that Unless looks cool, Unless it's a real then. jerk. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I like living things, but I do understand. I mean, obviously, people that collect specimens, I have friends that that discover new species. Like, I have a friend that goes to Southeast Asia and discovers new species. And yes, you do have to kill usually one to bring it back, if not a few. Um, but of course, if Bigfoot is a solitary creature. And, you know, if you want to get more data, like, it, it's kind of like you'd almost want to catch them alive to kind of just understand, yeah. get, you know, as much information as you could from that particular well individual. there are guys that try they have a plan to trank one if they see one because mm-hmm. they they would want to subdue the creature bring them in for testing do all the blood you know f- look at how big his testes were and then mm. release them back Important into the stuff. wild 
as to not yeah. as to not you know disrupt the sure. the cycle of life there. But yeah, I like that. <laughs> trank them. Why don't em. people trank for sport? Uh, actually, it's like uh, catch and release. There is um, release. when we like one of the. Um, we had all these tasks that the contestants had to do on Bigfoot Bounty as like tests, and one of them, and I was I was always very nervous about this one. There's a game reserve that actually has various animals. They have oxen, they have, um, you know, cows, they have rabbits, they have pigs, they have wild boar. Um, mm. I can't remember. They had some big animals, but not nothing like, you know, no real African megafauna. But um, basically people could shoot these guns that had that took like a little tiny. They're bio darts, essentially. Mm-hmm. You could bio dart an animal. Bio and, dart. And the thing is, bio darting is a thing that is. Is, is that a, a trank? It, no, it's not a trank, but okay. it gets a little bit of tissue. So you can actually do, you know, some sort of research on it. Get some oh. sort of like, you know, DNA. If you get viable, if you get a good bio dart, you can actually do some, you know, sequence their genome, whatever. Clone them. Awesome. Oh, it's I good just, that they're not tranking them because you'd have a whole uh, game reserve filled with junky animals just like waiting to get tranked. Yeah, can't <laughs> wait to get tranked again. Just like presenting. Yeah. <laughs> shoot me, shoot me, please, please, just shoot me. Oh God, I just need. Yeah. I need to get jacked. Oh man, that that's a that's a. I love that I like name the, too, by the way. Biodart. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Really does the dart cool. just oh, fall out? How do you, yeah, how do you get the dart to, back? You get so, Yeah, it does them? fall out. And back when we were shooting this, because I was, I had major ethical issues with this, because I was like, what if they shoot something and it goes wrong, or they right. get it and they mortally wound it? And they're like, they really were like, Natalia, it's going to be okay. It's fine. It really is that easy. And I said, how about this? Have Dean Kane biodart me. Ooh. I am, I am absolutely. I'm willing. Superman I'm a willing himself. participant here. I want to be that guinea pig. Great. Um, go ahead and bio dart. I have a big old booty. I was like, just go ahead and go for that. Like, there's plenty to work off of, and they wouldn't do it. And I was like, Please. really? Yeah. They were so confident a second yeah. ago when they were shooting. Well, I think they were Can you just imagine like... Dean Kane in this post 2018, this sort of like women's movement getting accused of. This bio was 2013, dart. so we were yeah. we were young. This we was, needed it would the come money. Out. You think Harvey Weinstein did everything last year? No way. <laughs> Dean Kane biodarted my butt. No, he did not. Oh my god! But yeah, I remember begging them to do that just so. Yeah. What if they shot it in the eye? Well, that was That's my concern. That yeah. was my concern, and and luckily Whatever. nothing bad happened. It was all it went okay. But okay. Um, again, I'm very big on ethical treatment of animals. If you know, well, we like, thank you for it. That's very kind of you. Well, yeah. um, I had uh, heard uh, from our mutual bud that you, Kasim, went looking for Bigfoot for like a week or so in the woods. I did. I did. I, no. I took. I took all my friends. And then so one dude, we I <laughs> two two guys. <laughs> yep. uh, okay. We rented a Sprinter van and we just we decided to go on a road trip up north, Sick. up to Willow Creek, up yeah. to some of these yep. towns and known we, sighting towns. <clears throat> known sighting towns and okay. and we found um, this gentleman by the name of Will. Doc, He's not a doctor. His name was William Barnes. But he told you to call him he, doctor. Yeah, call me doctor. Call me doctor. Uh, why are you wearing that uh, doctor outfit? That's, that's Self-proclaimed doctor. Yeah. And and he, he was a, uh, a guy who had an experience uh, with a Bigfoot. And that was, I don't know how many years ago, 20, 30 years ago. And ever since, he's been on the hunt. Okay. So he decided to take us out to the spot that he... So wait, pause for one second. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. his occupation? Oh, he just lives outside. All right, keep going. <laughs> I think I, I think out of his car. Why do you ask? Got it. No, okay. no, no. All right. So, when you said dropped everything and so he's hobo. been hunting for 20 years, I just assumed. He did have a wife who he said he argued with a lot. 
which I totally understand. I wonder understand. what about. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> he, he, he sounds never like home. a delight. He's literally in the woods almost every night, sleeping in his Kia Soul, his his bright green Kia Soul, the wow. ones the hamsters drive. In the- oh yeah, I love Aww. those commercials. Uh, so he and he's like seventy something, eighty, and he's got really bad like rheumatoid arthritis, oh. and um, now I feel uses bad. a walking stick. Oh, really nice. Okay. Really nice guy, um, but it was clear that some traumatic event has influenced his his path in life okay. since. And um, he had this project he was working on called the Falcon Project, and he was trying to raise money to um, have a blimp with thermal imaging technology mm-hmm. just constantly scan the forest. I love that. Constantly scan the forest. Great. And that's where we met Dr. Jeff Meldrum because he was, uh, Jeff Meldrum was a part of this Falcon project. And he dug the blimp. And uh, I don't know, I would love to hear your thoughts on Dr. Jeff Meldrum because he's one of these guys that anytime anyone says, maybe we should do an episode on Bigfoot, like he's knocking at their door, like, yeah. I will be in this episode. Got it. He is the guy in every anything that regarding Bigfoot uh, on TV, um, the on dude. the internet, he's the guy. We, yeah. we, we paid him to come out and just chat with us about it. And then he invited us back to his laboratory in uh, on campus at Idaho State University. Where uh, Kasim just did um, quotes, air quotes. Well, I don't know laboratory. why I did that because it <laughs> legit is a laboratory. Just It was just, there's just <laughs> footprints everywhere and hair samples. And there was a wow. giant eight foot cutout of a Bigfoot. Um, but it was it was in a laboratory. So, okay. you know, he, he was very knowledgeable in anthropology, much yeah. like you are. Um, well, he's an anthropologist. Yeah, he's, I mean. Yeah, and, and he refers to them as uh, relic hominids. Um, it sounds a lot more He should call them official. hominins because that's the correct Maybe that's it. Now. Maybe I screwed it up. Uh, no, 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 no. Because I'm not from probably, macadamia, yeah. uh, and, and he is. <laughs> um, but he invited us and, and, and showed us all these things, and, and we're just a regular group of guys, so we were just like, uh-huh. He pulled out a cast of what was an, uh, an ass print with the slightest hint of a labia uh, on the inside of it, oh, and he told me okay. it was a female Bigfoot ass labia print and um <laughs> i hate to be so scientific because i feel like you don't yeah, understand yeah. what i'm saying a lot of it is going I, over i'm, I'm my seeing head, it right now in my mind and, and yeah. i go on just he pulled it out yeah. of a drawer it was like one of those um <laughs> snap on you know just like there's probably a hundred different drawers and he just went to the right one pulled out an ass print with a labia and um if i had a dime you guys for, for yeah. every time mm-hmm. every ass print that yeah I pulled out of with a, a labia but right but the yeah. majority and that was great and and we learned a lot of things that for some reason i still remember and they've blocked out actual real knowledge in my head sure but we did a lot of eyewitness testimony we talked to local native americans mm-hmm. and and we just wanted what their story was and what they think the animal was and, and the the hoopa <laughs> local hoopa indians um they had a story. They were an, uh, a group of hairy wild men that split off from their tribe and then just lived in the woods. Oh. And they were just never to be messed with. And mm-hmm. they kept on their side of the land and they, you know, respected. Wow. So, uh, I mean, you know, that sounds legit. That sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And I mean, this town, Willow Creek, has just made an entire town about, about Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Whoa. Like everything yeah. is Bigfoot. There's Bigfoot restaurant. There's like. You know, there um, there's a the museum. There's a gift shop. Every store has something yeah, related to Bigfoot, way, yeah. and that's what they rely on. Because otherwise, who would go to this place? It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and th- that's where the Patterson Gimlin um, 
uh, Patty footage. was found. Yeah, yeah. that's where she was seen. Um, we actually went to that exact spot yeah, in, Bluff, in filmed. Bluff yeah, Bluff Creek. Yeah, so um, yeah, I know it's it's a beautiful area. I mean, it's where the Trinity and the Klamath Rivers come together. If if I were a solitary bipedal giant cryptid, I would want to hang out there. You it's know, beautiful it's really country. lovely. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just real. I mean, and what about if you were just like a regular human person? No, no, no it's not good. worth it. Good Concrete enough. buildings I, for me all yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> Big post. No, it's it's lovely. Um, okay, so I also wanted to talk about poop. Oh, I love shit. Okay, bring it. Yeah, um, you had a, a show called uh, Shit Talk. Uh, what, talking shit? What Scat chat. No, talking shit. <laughs> Scat chat. <laughs> no, we came up with a lot of great poop j- names. Um, talking shit. Yeah. yeah sorry. Cock, yeah. Taco caca. We, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> Taco caca. Um, yeah. We, oh we, man, no, I we, like that a lot. We, we played with some names. Um, it was after we we did ten million dollar Bigfoot bounty. Todd Disatel, who is kind of like in ter- in terms of Jeff Meldrum's stature, he is a skeptic. Todd Disatel, he runs the Molecular Anthropology Lab at NYU, and he's done lots. He's done Ancient Aliens, lots of other Bigfoot type shows. Um, again, he's a skeptic. He's not saying that there are ancient aliens, but he gets sent. Oodles and oodles of shit all the time. Oodles, hair, shit. Um, via the mail? Via the mail. Like, you know, hey, I just found this this mm-hmm. turd, and I swear to God, it's a Bigfoot turd. And and, and uh, that's not Enclosed to make fun of... is... Not make fun of Southern people, because my family's from the South, but... So it's okay. It's okay. Um, no. But there's people throughout... And that's another thing. There's people throughout the United States that have had sightings. Like, our show was shot in... Uh, there was even a segment shot in Michigan, but, you know, Oregon, Washington. Um, there's the skunk ape down in Florida. Florida. Um, so yeah, there's that's right. yeah, skunk okay. ape is is you know that's also a real deal uh, for them. And so, um, but poop can tell you a lot about an individual, a species, or a population. You get you know parasite load because nothing sexier than that. You find yeah. out hormone levels. Um, you can you know sequence viable DNA if you get it. Um, uh, I we did a video called uh, stools. I taught the contestants to sing stool is the perfect tool um, because it's true uh, it's a great way to actually get data uh, as far as biomaterials go you know it's it's a easy to find um, sure. and you just have to pick it up properly you got to make sure you don't contaminate it use gloves sterile instruments and Which is good advice for people at home very good advice guys and you, you got to remember picking up poop with your hands no, don't let your nails um, grow out and don't go barefoot well in Harry and the Hendersons when that dude was picking up Harry's hair and just like grabbing it and then and licking it, it. Yeah. yeah I mean I kind of like was like that's cool you're, you mean Lafleur? You're, you're a freak you're a freak and I like it <laughs> um, but he licked it and I was just like that is contaminating the DNA you dummy yeah. but at that point I don't think that was even possible but if it was hair you'd want to get the follicle because that's where the viable DNA is um, and then Todd uh, my friend I love his analogy it's the bulldozer effect you want to get the leading edge of the turd uh, if you can figure that out because that's where it gets all the epithelial cells at the edge of your anus good times guys um, is and that that's, the tapered part yeah that sticks the tapered out of my, part. My, the water in my toilet bowl mm-hmm, yeah like that's, usually it's down at the bottom like the, the, the end part usually I mean I don't know I don't know what your bowel movements look like um, we Let's take a look. That later. <laughs> um, I actually took a photo. I'm hoping you would. But yeah, I mean, there's a, a you know, it's, the, the technology is getting faster and better in terms of being able to do multiple samples very quickly. Um, and it's a great way to, you know, do a survey if you're, you know, like trying to figure out what's in the area. Um, it's, it's considered environmental DNA and other cool environmental DNA that you can use to discover something like. Bigfoot or another species is um, looking at uh, the blood meals of biting insects, like a mosquito. You can dissect their stomach and see what they ate last. And wow. if it was a primate, ooh, 
well, what kind of primate? And you can put it through like more primers and figure out what exactly it was. And if it's like a non-human primate we've never seen before, oh my God, it could be Bigfoot. But yeah. most likely it's just a human. <laughs> um, unless you're, you know, in an area with monkeys and then potentially mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, there's also like, again, hair. Um, they're even able to use water now where they're scooping out water and determining if perhaps DNA of like sea turtles are in there or sure. other cetaceans. Um, oh, sea turtles aren't cetaceans, but cetaceans being whales and dolphins. But they're able to use this sort of uh, DNA that's kind of left in the environment. You know, like sure. if you spend the night at someone's house and you leave hairs behind on their pillow and there's a follicle attached. Yeah, yeah. Well, that so okay. Part of the big reason I'm I'm a skeptic, even though I want it so bad to be real, like there's no bones. No one's found Mm -hmm. bones, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when I would ask, quote unquote, experts about the bones, it would be like, well, it's because they bury them or they they die in caves. And I was like, that's some somebody spent no time thinking about this. But like, what is your is that part of the reason you you still are a skeptic is because well, that I mean, or is it just because it's just such an outrageous theory? Well, the, an interesting thing is like bones and fossils are fossils are very hard to leave behind. Like to to actually fossilization is like a perfect storm. You know, you you're in a dry environment, mm-hmm. you've got minerals minerals kind of getting into the bones. So it's really hard to make a fossil, but bones if especially if we're looking at the Pacific Northwest, we're looking in Florida, we're looking in very you know, Michigan hot cold, like wet places um, that it would not be very easy to preserve bone. But so at the same bones t- would just dissolve after. They would generally dissolve or what would happen is you would scavenge and then you would you know, they would yeah. basically if if a, if a if a Bigfoot were to die, probably, um, you know, whether it would be vultures or some sort of predator would come in and, and you know, so, scavenge. But that still we would still find something we would still, still find. find and also like I, so interesting things that the Bigfooters would say is also like their tool industry. They would be like, oh, yeah, they're felling big game with like making tools and stuff. And I was like. Where are these tools? Because we're finding tools of, you know, Neanderthals and other, you know, um, hominids living in, in not only Europe, but in Africa that are millions of years old. Why aren't we finding these these Bigfoot tools? And then they're like, he's an alien that goes between mm-hmm. dimensions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always have an answer that's There's kind of like just answer. shirking, yeah. you know, the, the question. It's a cool answer, though. It is. A, it's a really that's cool a answer. And how are you um, ever going to disprove it? Yeah, I you don't know. know. Astral yeah. plane, shape-shifting, you know. I feel like the biggest ape. Uh, concern, uh, you know, for skepticism is that it's just a large mammal. Like, of course we would have found that because we're, st- you know, there are scientists. We had a guy on that mm-hmm. his whole thing is discovering new species of, uh, of forids that are, you know, point three millimeters big. Wait, was this from uh, Museum of Natural History here? Yes. Yes. Brian Brown. Yes, Brian Brown. I love Brian Brown. Brian oh, Brown. shout out uh, to Brian Brown. Celebrity scientist yeah, Brian no, Brown. Yeah, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, he brought me in. I hung out with him and he was showing me like under a microscope the flies that he's found. That's how small they are. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're itty, itty, bitty. Um, check out that episode if you haven't heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brian is the man. Love he's Brian. Awesome. But uh, but anyways, yeah. So I just you know, for me, the whole thing is so ridiculous because if anything is uh, size even of a dog or whatever, yeah. we are gonna know about it. Yeah, right. I thought that too, but then I went to the Pacific Northwest, and then I was like, this is big. This is a big place. It's a big area. It's a big area, and it's super dense. We just got real video of a giant squid, like within sure. the last few years. His I name was saying. Steve. Give him a name. Steve the squid. He was very affable, and he was about to die. And uh, <laughs> side note, I think the the best Planet Earth episode would be if they ever captured a giant squid and a sperm whale going at it. Yeah, not fighting, having sex, going at it. Yeah, um, yeah. But but all, but I did this go to the Pacific Northwest, and it was it was very dense, and I could understand how 
maybe there's a lot of it. And it goes up into Canada. And there's right, just right, right. a ton of... A lot of we don't know what they do up there, the those s- Canadians. The stuff yeah. in Texas and Florida, I'm like, okay, well, they're swampy, but it's still a pretty smallish area compared yeah. like... I would expect us to have come across yeah. one in, in areas. Well, they find, they discover smaller species, like we were talking, the smaller species. I mean, they've even found new species of, of primate um, in Africa. Mm. Um, I know that. Uh, With a D. It's it's like a. Pardon? Oh, well, there was a new species of monkey. Um, I forget her the name. Hobbit? Uh, no, no, no. That Oh, that that's Homo floresiensis. Okay. Um, that is on the island of Flores in uh, part of Indonesia. Yeah. But okay. that's actually just a, well. There's there's a lot of, there's a lot of fighting in paleoanthropology, the field of, of studying human origins and hominin evolution. Which is, if I didn't love living primates, that's what I would do. I love that field. Um, there is there was fighting whether or not this was a population that just all um, you know had microcephaly, which is a small sized brain, kind of like what you're seeing with the Zika. I thought um, you were going to say what you're seeing with Casim. Oh, <laughs> pointing right at me. More of a small sized brain. No, I, for the viewers, <laughs> listeners testes. at home, his his head is is normal sized as I can see right now i think well, he has a beautifully normal side. head beautifully normal <laughs> it is uh, average at best just kidding um and then also they were you know so the, the, the idea was either microcephaly or just that's just the way they were in this whole yeah. you know this it, they're still determining what exactly um how they evolved and, and why and, and and also they're on an island so there's a lot of island evolution folks that are involved in that as well okay um, so still a lot we don't know mm-hmm. we're still discovering stuff all the time so yeah. if you are a skeptic listening Stay, you know, stay wondering, right? Stay curious. Yeah. Put yeah. a blimp up in the air, and it's all we got. Is that absolutely bit some of hope? drones? Yeah. Yeah. I always say the 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 lack of proof is not proof that it doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. I have to stay nice open, but at the same time, I am a realist. Yeah. Um, it's like the one thing I'm realist about in my life. Everything else, I'm like, it can happen. Everything's gonna be fine. We're all gonna be okay. Yeah. But <laughs> but if know. he's out there, he's not gonna be your friend like Harry. Um, right, right. We, well, the, the whole anthropomorphizing is, you know, it's... It's, it's dangerous. It, it, well, and he yeah. doesn't have green eyes, probably. No, and that's that was another thing that I was like, well, that's, you know, we're getting a little... You know the guy yeah. who played a Harry? liberal. Mm-hmm. Was also uh, the predator. He did the predator. Whoa, really? Yeah, and then he also died from AIDS, from a bad blood transfusion. But <sighs> that has nothing to do with the predator. Well, that's dying. really... That's but um, a very talented... He was mm-hmm. about eight feet tall, and John Lithgow is not a short man. He's 6'4". Yeah. Wow. And he still made John Lithgow look like a little baby. Yeah, that's really a little impressive. A ba- little man yeah. baby. Um, okay, so I want to get into our closest... Uh, DNA wise, mm-hmm. you know, brothers and sisters here. Genetic relatives. Yeah, genetic yeah. relatives. Well, I have here, like, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff about, you know, like extinct human species. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can go over that. You said you were all about yeah. it, which is great. But I also have a list of animals that are close to humans. And I had one question in particular, which yeah. is going to sound uh, dumb. Oh, no. Excessively dumb. But that's why we're here oh. to learn. Um, on the list was cats. And it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> high up. I've had dogs all my life, and I just, I don't know if it's a sign of uh, IQ or whatnot, but it seems like they're a lot more responsive, and they can do complex tasks. People can train their dogs to do all kinds of crazy stuff, Mm -hmm. and I haven't lived with cats. Uh, I have some, (laughs) you know, uh, experience, (laughs) but it just seems like they just do whatever the hell they want to do, and not saying that they're dumb or they're smart, I'm just curious if like if they have so much in common with humans then why is there not more of a mm. rapport a more natural um, do they need us 
No. Um, and that's the thing is like domestication is an interesting thing. Um, dogs are, are, you know, pretty much a hundred percent domesticated cats. Uh, You know, it's hard to really put a number on it, but like, you know, people will say like 40 to 60%, they're not really fully domesticated. Um, and so the idea that, and also the idea of, uh, sharing more DNA does not necessarily mean they're, they're quote unquote smarter. And that also calls into question, what is smart? What is cognitive, like what are cognitive abilities? Cognition for some is different than others, like social ability to communicate socially, like, you know, whales, they might not be able to solve calculus, but they're able to communicate with one another um, over large, you know, spaces. Um, There are, you know, corvids that are able to do some puzzles, but they may not be able to, you know, drive a car. So it's like, just because one animal has one sort of, uh, you know, are capable of doing one thing doesn't mean that they can do all the things that humans can. Humans hold the scale of intelligence up to... we are we are the bar for some reason without right. realizing that you know we are just another animal in this animal kingdom and that all these other animals have things that help them survive mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so just because you know cats aren't doing uh are bidding you know like dogs it's like sit stay roll over play dead yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you know they are any less intelligent they probably just don't want to give it they don't give a shit yeah, they don't they're care they're like own. no i, don't, I, will I don't say, have to like and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but like legitimately mm-hmm. when I'm living with a cat right now, Lola, and when Lola shout looks Lola. at me, yeah, shout out to Lola. When Lola looks at me, it really seems like she knows what's going on. I know <laughs> what you did in the bathroom, Ethan. Yeah. yeah. I, I like <laughs> the we have on little, dirty man. You when she's willing, we yeah. have little conversations where yeah. I'll talk and then she'll give me a little. Yeah. And I'll say like, well, but what do you, why are you, mm-hmm. and she'll speak back. And, and for some reason to me, I don't know what she's saying, but I feel like she knows what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh no, I, I completely understand. Cause I, I have you. conversations with animals all the time. Like I just had a conversation with a dog named Coral, mm-hmm. um, down at the NBC lot. She's a, she's a bomb sniffing dog. And we oh. had a little, we had a little talk. Okay. So I totally get it. And, and I had a cat named Charlie for years that I, I still want to name my firstborn child after this cat. Cause I love this cat so much. <laughs> and I called him the human cat because he would just sit there and he would look at you and he'd look at you with these knowing eyes, whether it was like a lovingly knowing or a, you're such a dipshit. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like yeah. he literally had this way of, of just kind of staring into your soul and ripping it apart or soothing it, you know? And it yeah. was, and, and again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm surely anthropomorphi- anthropomorphizing Charlie. However, I'll take it. You know, it made me feel good sure. or it made me laugh. Like, wow, Charlie, you're a snarky little bit for not saying anything. It's you impressive. Know? I think um, that's like, you know, that's a form of yeah. intellectualism or what's, you know, and they just, know what's going on. And to, to clarify, uh, we shared a lot of genes with a lot of different species that are just uh, the building blocks for DNA. So just because we share a lot of DNA, um, you know, matching DNA with other species, that doesn't mean we're, oh, my God, we're just like, you know, a fruit fly. We share a lot of DNA with a fruit fly, but that's also those are the building blocks to make them them and make us us. Gotcha. So, you know, the other DNA, and that's what we're still figuring out. I mean, this is still kind of a new science uh, about what those, like, 98.7% shared DNA with chimps will clearly we're very similar to them but we're very different in many ways so understanding that little small percentage is going to take some time and it's it's not as easy as like oh you know you know it's it's this allows for speech this allows for that they do know that you know some of the um brain development like chimps have they're very smart like us they they use tools like us uh they communicate not necessarily like us but they do we have vocalizations they hunt um, but you know they found that genetically they actually their neocortex when they de- when it's developing it's a lot more rigid of a process where humans have a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. uh, and they're still again brain science is still 
evolving and 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 they're learning more things so okay. hopefully in the next few years we'll get more information around that so let's have you just weigh in i'm going to list some of these yeah and you kind of can tell me and of course Cassim, you know nope. do you have any experience hanging out with these animals no i've, I've only seen the movie congo michael Crichton's congo great film tim I, curry I, just, man. I would love to know if a we could ever talk to monkeys like they that Amy had with her mm-hmm. little translator, and B if silverbacks can mine diamonds in Africa. Both. I mean, valid you know, these are these are great. These are great questions. I I'm sure there's a silverback out there that is just you know like an entrepreneurial yeah. type that just figured you know I can I really can tap into this resource. Yeah. Um, I I do not know about that, okay, but we'll get you know, there maybe next podcast. Gorillas like the... are really interesting because they're you know they're they got a bum rap for so many years with King Kong and even like with Rampage coming out and all these other movies they're they're seen as this like really fierce creatures but they're actually quite docile I mean they can be very fierce with the whole chest beating mm. they're very protective of their territory yeah. and they're ladies because they live in these harem groups and usually it's one to two males multiple females um, and yeah so but the, I mean you've seen the Mountain Gorilla videos I'm sure I know you, in your stash of yeah. weird primate videos, you must have seen some. No, they're I've, pretty I've, chill. They they just look insanely strong. Yeah. Um, oh, they could they could hurt you. And I, mm-hmm. I also heard silverbacks will eat their feces when food is uh, scarce for a warm meal. Which you is would also probably do the same too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah. I mean, Del Taco's closed. I have a feeling. Yeah, as long as you, you have had some corn the night before. <laughs> yeah, then it's fine. Um, so what about the? Before we get okay. into like yeah. all of these in particular, but speaking to them, I feel like we're really close. Well, I mean, in terms of communication, you know, there's this um, ability to teach them or, you know, teach sign language, but there's still a question of whether they understand. um, I mean, and and there's an idea that they are understanding a lot of it, but the interpretive, uh, just the... um, Oh gosh, hold on. What's the way to put it? Like they're getting the um, the context of the conversation. They're actually being able to interpret those ideas rather than just you know taking it as a literal conversation. Okay. Um, that they're you know really getting the ins and outs of what's being said rather than because primates are really good at one thing and that's imitating. Okay. So, you know, there's this idea that you know rather than them doing oh symbolic thought. I'm sorry, my brain totally. I don't know if you heard it, but it farted. Um, probably, probably can smell it. Um, basically, uh, symbolic thought and being able to express that is something very unique to humans. Um, although, you know, we're discovering more and more that you know primates might have non-human primates might have more of that ability. Um, there has even been like Jane Goodall was saying that you know she would see um, chimpanzees playing in like the in the waterfalls or in the water and and almost like having this weird reverence for nature and that that could be a symbol of not necessarily religion but just sort of like a oneness with nature yeah now communicating that to a human that might be a little bit diff- difficult but mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean as far as like sign language that's probably the closest it's like being able to you're sign. A champion, you're trying to tell a human, I love the outdoors. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go for a hike, guys. This is uh, a nice spot for a picnic. <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> I need to wee. Um, yeah. Okay. I d- um, all very interesting. And I really look forward to the day that we can speak to literally any animal. It drives me crazy all the time, specifically with dogs. But um, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. Of yeah. course. Anytime. Uh, would you guys, uh, you want to direct people to something you're, you're a part of right now, something you're doing? So I'm a, a Star Talk All Star. Uh, 
host for Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk All Stars. Uh, so if you guys want to tune in, you can kind of Google that and find me. I also have a, a YouTube channel. It's Natalia Reagan, and I have a web series called Talking Shit with Dr. Todd and Natalia. So enjoy. Beautiful, love yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm just on Twitter uh, at Casm G Instagram. My Casm G backwards. I just had to realize that. And then I host a show called Backseat Comics. Um, on Mixer, which you can find, and a YouTube channel, uh, slash CasmG. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, no, I have of course. Twitter, yeah. I forgot to say it. Oh, yeah, I go. It. I met Natalia 13 Reagan. I tweet about lots of weird science stuff. Okay. And she's 700 years old. That's 862, right. man. 862. 862 this year. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, well, yeah, thanks uh, for being here, guys, and we will see you next time. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh, along with our associate producer, Brent Butler, and the executive producer-recticus, Brett Kushner.